Let me preface these remarks with I never, never, ever believe Israeli figures. I've been in the government too long to know that the Israelis are patent liars in their intelligence community, in their propaganda community, certainly, and in their leadership. They are inveterate liars. Let me say that again. They are liars. So you can't believe anything that comes out of Jerusalem. It's all propaganda. Welcome to The Daily Wrap-Up, a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant, independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. Sunday, February 11th, 2024. Thank you for joining me today. An important follow-up. I was actually going to get to this yesterday and decided during the show that it would make it too long and that I wanted to make sure we focused on the CIA document that I thought was important for you know, the ongoing conversation around what's going on in Gaza and Zionism in general. But yesterday, the day before, and and really for quite a while now, but in regard to this one topic, only the last couple of days, a new allegation has come out regarding the United the United Nations Palestinian Refugee Agency, known as just UNRWA as the acronym. And I wanted to go over this because it it's almost I've I've personally never covered any situation, any, any any topic, whether it's foreign policy, medical freedom, where I've seen this many provable lies. And I, I mean, I guess in the context, I, you could parallel this with like, let's say the COVID-19 illusion with how many times they were caught lying and it just kept going forward. But I mean, like in a foreign policy sense, when we're dealing with real world kinetic actions that are in, in the immediacy of this taking people's lives, I've never seen this many consecutive provable lies, even coming from the corporate media, even coming from the United Nations and human rights groups. As I've said many times during all this, the very people that they, in any other circumstance, they being authority figures, would tell you to look to, to discern the truth of things just like this. And now because they're telling you it's genocide, they're committing crimes. Those are war crimes. They're doing that. It's it's violation of international law. Suddenly we're told not to look anymore. Not with an alternative, though. Just trust what Israel, the United States, and the entities tell you is the truth in, the, in, the, in contrast to what these entities have been saying from the beginning, essentially. And it's, it's, it's just, it's incredible. And now today, and over the last couple of days, we're getting another allegation around UNRWA in regard to a Hamas tunnel they claim was found underneath the headquarters. There's a lot to go over on why this is really interesting and, and quite frankly, does not seem to line up for a lot of different reasons. But let's let's go into this at legitimately as we should with any claim, no matter how many times the person giving the allegation has been caught blatantly lying and manufacturing narratives from whole cloth. We should still consider this. So we framed a title today just like that. You know, is 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 this more lies because they've been caught lying repeatedly, or is this actual evidence? Because it shouldn't be that hard to wrap your mind around that Hamas would build tunnels especially with the funding that was coming from the Israeli government, which we have to overlap in this conversation, but that that might have happened under one of these locations. And it's certainly not outside the realm of possibility that whether it's uh, Philippe himself or, or other elements in UNRWA were aware of that. Now, my opinion, based on the evidence we'll go through, I don't believe that's the case, and I'll show you why. But just to be objective, of course that's possible. And it shouldn't be the immediate 
we shouldn't immediately fall into the argument that it's fake because Israel said so or because they've lied before because it could be used against you in the future. And it's important for you and just the honesty of the conversation that we remain objective. So we're going to go through all the evidence around this one topic, and, and you guys can decide for yourself whether you think this is more lies coming from the Israeli government that has been caught repeatedly lying just in this October 7th forward conversation, or if this is genuine evidence and it should influence the way you perceive UNRWA, Gaza as a whole, the Palestinian resistance, and any number of other conversations, which clearly the Israeli government want this to influence. So we're going to go over a couple, and, and by the way, if you guys haven't noticed, it does appear that we are streaming live on Telegram. I hadn't, wasn't able to get that working, actually. I, I thought I had tried a couple times, but it looks like it's working. So that's good. I know a couple of people asked us to go live on Telegram as well. I'll pretty much go live just about anywhere as long as, as uh, it's not being censored and you know you get full access to the source material and the links within it all. But So let's start with a couple of things we pointed out before this in, in regard to the original allegations. And that's also very important to consider. It, it, the the actually, I want to take one quick step back into the United Nations as a whole and UNRWA in regard to October seventh forward and what we were saying about this in the beginning, which was that it was it was and it still is unparalleled to see this many UN entities killed, which were over a hundred and twenty something United Nations entities, both from UNRWA and also just larger UN body entities who have been killed in Gaza due to Israeli bombings. There's some kind of broad, opaque argument that they were or might have been aligned with things that they thought might have been Hamas. Like, really just kind of, you know, the the broad allegation overlaid anything they do that, well, there must have been Hamas there, even though as human rights groups, international law as it stands in general, UN, have made it clear you the onus is on you to prove that. You don't just get to lay that allegation over anybody you kill and then move forward as if it always explains what you're doing. So in any way you look at this, they're violating international law per any expert in this conversation. But that they have continued to bomb these protected locations. And I said in the beginning, and it took, I think, at least a month or more for them to begin this narrative. I said, not even Israel is claiming that these UN locations are Hamas. They're just bombing them and no one's talking about it. And then, of course, it became so conspicuous that that's when this began to be stated. Now, that doesn't mean that it's false. I believe it is that we've proven that. But just because that's how it went down doesn't therefore prove that it's false. I think it's proven false because the allegations don't line up. They've been caught manufacturing lies around things like the Al-Shifa hospital, around conversations like the schools and mosques and hospitals and ambulances they bomb, claiming that it's somehow tangentially connected to Hamas or that there's a tunnel underneath them that they aren't able to prove or that other journalists, even from corporate media, come around and say, can I see this? Can I look at that? No, 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 you might fall in. No, you can't take pictures, but trust us, it's there. And just on top of all of that, flimsy connections and saying that this calendar is a Hamas calendar. This bicycle, that's a Hamas, that's a Hamas bicycle. And so it becomes a dangerous thing because it's in the area they tell you is Hamas's area. And the only evidence to that effect is that they're telling you that. And that's one of the parts of today that it doesn't seem there's any real evidence that Hamas was even present in these tunnels. So just because it's a tunnel, assuming that is where it is, assuming that that was what was there before UNRWA removed themselves from this location months ago, all of that taking at face value, was Hamas even present in this location? So all of this very much matters. And I think the uh, um, amount of evidence showing they've been lying repeatedly around this topic should weigh into it. But so going off of those just generalized UNRWA allegations that came later after that, that so many of them were involved in the October 7th legally protected action, by the way, to remember that. 
the action of armed resistance by any resistance elements of Gaza are legally protected under international law against military targets or in regard to the illegal settlements that were the outskirts. Crimes, civilians being kidnapped, killed, all of those are crimes. Those don't get ignored or those don't then make the original act somehow illegal just because those are illegal. It applies to any other war that we ever dealt with. This was a legally protected act as an occupied territory fighting for with armed resistance against the occupier. Fourth Geneva Convention, international law. But of course, Israel's shown that they don't care about international law as they stick their nose up to the world court and any other things that have happened as long as they disagree with them. The point is they alleged all these UN members were part of this. And to this very day, guys, nothing else has come around. And I showed you this just the other day. Canadian officials of all groups, by the way, Canada has been blindly supportive of Israel have spoken up and said, we still haven't seen anything that actually proves that these entities were part of UNRWA or that the ones that you pointed at actually said the things they did or that the people involved in these groups are even provably connected to the groups or the schools. It's all insinuation. Now, of course, it could mean more, just like the allegations of rape we've talked about. There's evidence that suggests something might have happened, but there is no proof, and they have yet to come forward to showing you any level of actual proof. And they just pretend like they're outraged. You won't take that at face value. Same point here. So Canada spoke up about this. So did a lot of groups, by the way, even elements of the United States. And I showed you the Limkin Institute, who, by the way, Limkin was called upon by, I think it was Netanyahu in the beginning, even though their institute has come around from the very beginning, showing you that they're violating the law. The point is that they're telling you the evidence is not there. Right. In light of the paucity of evidence, they expect countries to now come back and refund UNRWA. This was posted on the 7th because the evidence does not support the flimsy allegations. It is suggestive. It's in it's it's insinuation. If they had more, they're failing to present it. So that being said, the already the beginning allegation that went from a 11 to 6,000 of them to being walked all the way back by, I think, Sky News and others that they could only even prove that four of them might have been connected. And that is based on Israel's overall allegations. It does not prove that they were part of this. And even that being stated, as many of us pointed out, it wouldn't even be that shocking to find an overlap in this regard because it is only the elements coming from the Israeli narrative and the international, you know, U.S. elements making this all this big boogeyman terrorist group, despite the fact that we can prove Israel funded them and work with them. And so did the United States. The point is, it's not as simple as going all terrorism bad or all freedom fighter. It's, it's always a mixed bag. And the point here is that you can clearly see that they did have influence over these actions, but at the same time that having a, let's say, a younger generation who has literally watched his family get murdered in front of him, his house get demolished, who sees that there is no action for him through the law they keep telling him to look to, so he decides to join a resistance group. Is he aware that what Hamas ultimately is, or does he see it as one of the only outlets to actually fighting back? And how long does it take until that many people join to where it's no longer the object of Israel's inst- the manipulative object Israel uses and it suddenly becomes something different or is it in a mixed bag? My point in simply saying all of that is the evidence still falls flat, but even if it did show that one or two of these people did overlap with Hamas, it still wouldn't say that all of UNRWA is what they say it is. But again, to reiterate for the third time, the evidence does not support any of the allegations. And one more thing, by the way, let's not forget that on top of all of this, showing you how willfully ignorant the international community is on this, Belgium decided to continue to fund UNRWA. This was on the, I believe this was the 2nd, yeah, 2nd of February. So that day, they they make it clear, we are going to continue to fund them. 
One, because we haven't seen any valid evidence to suggest this is happening. And so at the moment, it's more important to continue to support the Palestinians. All of them, not just not penalize two million people on the allegation unverified of a few people who might have been connected to Hamas. And guess what? Again, that very same day, Israel bombed their building. Then this is uh, the whereas the Belgium Agency for Development in Gaza. The same day. How do you not take that message? And for those that keep thinking this isn't real, guys, even the Times of Israel covered this. Belgium is now summoning the Israeli envoy after their their agency was destroyed. The same day they said they were going to fund UNRWA, the same day that all of these talking heads online came out and called them terror supporters. And we're not, and we're not going to find that obvious connection. There's only one group bombing buildings in Gaza right now, guys. And that that was a message clearly taken. Now, on the, all of that being stated to start this, here's where we're beginning this in regard to the tunnel under the court headquarters that is being alleged. Israel claims Hamas tunnel found under UN Refugee Agency headquarters. There's a lot to factor in on all of this, but let's walk through it as if you know we know nothing about the conversation. Because we'll go over all of this, the history of building tunnels, the location, what it was before the United the UNRWA took this location, the time that there was that they were present, to the time that they were gone, between that time they left and when they're claiming this happened, and what could have happened in between then. I mean, a thousand different things that ultimately end up being they see they're showing you something that nobody can verify, even if it is present, that doesn't prove anything they're claiming, and yet simply by the statement that it's there and that he spoke up and said something that I'm going to show you ultimately is being taken out of context. I argue because of a language barrier that with the full tweet clearly explains the overall point that what he's saying is, I don't know of what you're talking about. I'm not aware of anything there. And if it is there, I wasn't aware of that. And using that to argue somehow that it's an admission of guilt. It's the most dishonest thing. And it shows you that at its core, even with things you might think are true, it's just about squeezing the most amount out of it, even if that breaks the narrative itself. These people are desperate, in my opinion. They had not operated from that base in nearly four months, guys. What do you think had happened in four months? Now, quite frankly, I I, I would argue that it, whatever they're showing you at the very least, assuming that is where they're telling you it is, and this is always one of these points, there clearly seems like a tunnel. And it's not shocking to think that there would be tunnels here based on the fact that Israel built a lot of this, but also that Hamas might have done that over all this time. The real point is whether or not, one, Hamas was using this location, two, while separate things, but compared together while UNRWA was utilizing the location, and especially since October 7th. But going forward on this, it says the Israeli military claimed on Saturday that they discovered a Hamas tunnel under the Gaza headquarters of the UN, a claim that has been shown to have been lies in multiple other locations more than once, even by groups like the BBC, which are aggressive propaganda platforms. And yet they would get, that's not true, that we just caught you in a lie right there. You guys were putting these guns here when they weren't there before. After one after another, UNRWA said in its response that it had not operated from the base since October 12th. So think about this. So October 12th, just so many days after this started, they have not been there. So is it not possible that this is something that was done since then? Certainly is possible. I don't think that's what happened. Assuming that what you're about to see is actually in the location they're claiming it is because they've pulled that game too. And we're also caught by corporate media and independent, of course, that's always the case. But it is obviously possible that something could have been done after that time. We're talking months, guys. A lot can happen. But I can I don't actually think that's the case, but always showing you the full picture and what and just always showing you that there's a that 
the assumption, the immediate point that this is the case, therefore you're all Hamas and people should already be putting you in prison, pulling funding. You know, th that's the kind of push they get to. They, they throw an insinuation out, these Zionist entities, and they aggressively drive people into action based on their insinuations. And if you don't blindly go along with it, they start calling you a racist. And far too many fall for that weak game. The army and the Shin Bet, the FBI, you know, uh, comparative element in, in their intelligence apparatus, Shin Bet security agency, said that operations in Gaza City in recent weeks had led to the discovery of a tunnel shaft near a school operated by the humanitarian agency. Now, as I understand it, this tunnel goes under a part of the courtyard, if that's actually what's there. And that has become under the headquarters of the agency, which is quite a bit different, especially realizing this is not just one standalone building, right? This is, it, it's, it's, even if that is exactly where, it's a bit of a stretch to argue that this is a tunnel under the headquarters, as opposed to going under a part of the courtyard of the larger compound, which is the, which is ultimately the reality here. And I think it's interesting the timing of all this. So if you only just found the tunnel shaft, why have you been bombing this location the entire time? Right? Well, that in and of itself, I'll show you more as we go forward, proves that at the very least, they weren't certain this was there. As Scott Ritter made the great point about Al-Shifa, which their own operation proved that at best they thought that's what's going on. And I still think most of it is all manufactured narrative anyway. But even if that's the case and they just think a tunnel is there, that's still a crime. The UN, multiple international agencies have made this point that it's on them to prove this before they go in risking civilian lives, but they don't care about any of that. It says, quote, the shaft led to an underground terror tunnel, and that's how they frame this, right? So let's just say there is a tunnel there. It's still not a, it's still not what they're making it out to be until one, you can prove that Hamas was using this location, and then two, that they were even aware of that. Those things definitely matter if you're going to start trying to call for legal action and pulling funding from the last group actually giving people aid in this location. But so it becomes a terror tunnel. Here are ter here are Hamas computers and here are Hamas electronic. You know, it's Hamas everything to make it into what they want it to be, which certainly could be. But it's very telling when you begin to recognize there's no actual evidence Hamas was even present there. But a terror tunnel that served as a significant asset to of Hamas's military intelligence and passed under the building that serves as UNRWA's main headquarters, which, again, based on all the evidence I can see, that's actually not true. But, of course, that's coming from a statement by the IDF that wants to make this as, you know, the, I even need to stress the idea how often they've been caught lying just since October 7th about babies on clotheslines. And these are all coming from IDF members, whether being asked to or made to by the leadership or doing it of their own accord. <laughs> they've been caught lying countless times. But it says electrical infrastructure in the tunnel, 700 meters, about 765 yards long and 18 meters underground, they claim connected to the agency's headquarters, a claim that nobody seems to be able to verify in regard to this thing being directly connected to what they claim is the UNRWA headquarters. But it says indicating that UNRWA's facilities supplied the tunnel with electricity. Well, here's the thing. This is an important claim, and many people have made this case, that Assuming we can get some like unmanipulated information somehow, it's hard to take any of this face value with how obviously they're willing to manipulate damn near anything. But the point being that you should at some level be able to prove that there was electronic electricity flowing through this building. And then who is controlling that electricity? Who is in control of what? And I th I'm going to make a point here at the end about how in all of these cases, you can clearly see that Israel is in fact controlling all of this. 
as evidenced by the fact that they go, well, we're going to do pull all of this. We're going to shut down their bank account. We're going to shut down everything they have because we're investigating. Well, the thank you for proving that we've been saying the whole time that you have absolute control of everything going on in this area. But it's, and so the point there to lose it would be that we have that that would be an important point to try to prove, right? Where's the electricity coming from? Was there more electricity and was it actually going to this location? But again, it's very easy for these things to be just stated as something they want with no evidence to back it up, like most of what they've done so far. So be wary of that. Wary. It says, documents and a stash of weapons in the UN compound itself, quote, confirmed that the offices had in fact been used. But here's the problem. This keeps happening. And again, even the corporate media has been forced, or rather for whatever reason decided to, call out that they keep doing this. Like with the the uh, MRI machine with the guns stuck behind it changed every time somebody walked back there, even though they kept telling you this was just how they found it. Or the boxes with their 1990s printer taped to the side that says, aid. <laughs> it's just so transparent. And those boxes then disappeared. They clearly brought stuff in as even the BBC called them out for and staged the area. So are there actually weapons that they found? There's no way for us to confirm this. And as an entity that's been caught lying over and over and over, we at least need to ask whether that is the truth. Because the whole, again, the main point is you need to prove that Hamas was actually using it. If it's just a bunch of tunnels down there, that could be decades old. Nobody could be using it, it could be by Israel, or it could be something completely independent of what we're talking about. Hamas being present is the only thing that makes this what they're claiming it is. And so finding a couple of guns down there that you can't prove were actually there, well, we should question that. UNRWA said its staff were forced to leave the Gaza compound under instruction from Israeli forces. That's a little bit interesting, too. Why? And you're telling me it took four months for you to find this tunnel underneath the headquarters that you had them leave months ago under the under the under the argument you were going to bomb the location. I mean, it, none of this really adds up at the end at, at bat or at the very least, you can see that they didn't have any evidence of this. They were bombing and driving them out as a protected location under the United Nations because. And have only now, all this time later, argued they have evidence of what they claim they were ju- that would justify what they were doing to start with. Though again, even if they did actually find it, that's still a crime because they were supposed to be able to verify this before taking action, which has provably taken civilian lives. They just claim, state repeatedly that that's not important to them. It, obviously, they it put directly to them. They say the opposite. My point is through their language and what they continue to say, it's self-evident that they are not concerned with the civilian lives when it comes up in any way against their agenda. But it says, quote, we have not used that compound since we left it, nor are we aware of any activity that may have taken place there. And if you, and I'll go through his full statement. It's very clear that what he's suggesting is that one, you know, we weren't there. We don't know what's happened since then. And that we don't, we, an independent investigation must take place for this to be verified. Clearly pointing out that we can't take what they're saying at face value. But of course, because he's already been labeled as Hamas member with no evidence, people just dismiss who want to dismiss what he has to say. The compound was last inspected in September 2023. It's quite a long time ago. Now, the point is that they say they regularly inspect these things, but they haven't been able to since the war has been going on. Any suspicious activity found near or under their premises was previously reported to authorities in the Hamas-controlled Gaza and the Israelis and also made public, which I'll prove to you in a second. They have done this. They have spoken up in the past since they moved to the new location about some random thing that was found underneath there. Not because Israel found it, because they stumbled across something and said, hold on, there's a random tunnel down here that we don't want and we don't, it's not ours and we don't want responsibility. Doesn't that, you know, we'll come back to this, but it's very telling, right? The idea 
that they could find a tunnel down there and they report that and nobody talks about it. But of course, at at the very least, it suggests, and this is a separate, this is not the headquarters, it's a separate location at some school. The point is that that suggests that either Hamas built that, which again, is not that crazy to wrap your mind around, and even under a school, and that they found it and made it public, which would suggest that UNRWA has nothing to do with it. Or it's another one of the tunnels that Israel built back when they had control of this, which we can prove they have done and been doing. And again, either way, UNRWA's like, look, we don't want... So that's very, that changes the way this is being, the way we should look at this, in my opinion. Where were we? Okay. So that's just the basic reporting. This came from uh, from today. So first of all, that woman who w- I was we were calling out for spreading the rape allegation of 67 different sperms in this one girl that came back which the lady, which you could see right here, the next day came out and said, oops, it was a rumor. I made a mistake. I'll be more vigilant going forward. The point is this woman was one of the people who were screaming that we were all blind for not buying this at face value. I pointed out she was wrong and she blocked me. The point in showing you that is that's where this comes from, is that she was posting not only that story and screaming about how they were raping everybody and that's his proof, and now that's admitted to be a lie, she was also the one pointing out these things and saying, here's how you know that UNRWA is exactly what they say. Not that therefore proves that they're lying about it, but just showing you that people invested in these narratives do not care that it's being proven or disproven. It's just about the narrative. So here's what Philippe uh, Lazzarini, Commissioner General of UNRWA, actually had to say. Now, what you're going to see is take people taking this first statement completely out of context, or rather just without the rest of the context, well, same point, and making it sound as if he's trying to admit that that's the case. It's not. And I'll show you the, the full picture here. You know, and you get the, and, oh, and then you get these, these kind of things where I'm, you know, constantly giving you the clip trying to make it, you know, contextless on purpose. But before I read this, it's important to understand something. And this is what I believe is a part of this. And it definitely does matter that there's a language barrier here. So when he says UNRWA did not know what is under its headquarters in Gaza, taking that in with the rest of what he says, I think it's very clear that the ultimate point there through the language barrier is that he's, that he is, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what is there. I don't, if it is, I wasn't aware of it. And that's made very clear by the rest of what he's saying. And the reason I want this clip is so you can hear that, that, that this is, there's a language barrier here in regard to typing this out in English, which I think played a factor on the way that that's simplistically wrote. It is of utmost importance that the member of the General Assembly realize that if UNRWA collapses in Gaza, that the Palestinian community will feel that this is the last betrayal of the international community. Now, this is a clip of him saying that, that UNRWA is the last surviving, the last saving grace for these people. Now, in no way am I suggesting this person is uneducated or can't speak English. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that when you have a, a language, when there's, you know, when you have multiple languages and you're trying to, to put this out in English, when it, I don't believe that's his first language, my point is simply that this, even typed the way it is, UNRWA did not know what is under its headquarters in Gaza. I think that's being taken intentionally, simplistically. Now, let's read the whole thing. He starts by saying, and this was posted yesterday. UNRWA did not know what is under its headquarters in Gaza. UNRWA is made aware of reports through the media regarding a tunnel under UNRWA headquarters in Gaza. UNRWA staff left its headquarters in Gaza on October 12th, following the Israeli evacuation orders as they were threatening to bomb the location, which they did. We have not, and the latter part was me (laughs) adding that. He goes on, we have not used that compound since we left it 
nor are we aware of any activity that may have taken place there. Not conceding any points here. He said, we understand through media reporting, explicitly stating this, that it's not to be taken at absolute face value, that the Israeli army has deployed troops within the UNRWA headquarters in Gaza City. We are therefore unable to confirm or otherwise comment on these reports. So that's the main point. We're not confirming this happened. But of course, the the manipulators pretend that's what he was doing. And that's why they only give you an image and don't give you the full tweet. And that's what I said. You're such a grifter. Here's the link so people can see for themselves why you cropped it and did not include the link. You have to lie about everything. But he goes on, in times of no active conflict, UNRWA inspects inside its premises every quarter. The last inspection for the UNRWA Gaza premises was completed in September 2023. Now, again, this is where it's important to realize that this was under the courtyard, not the actual building itself. So even if they were to inspect the actual building, they wouldn't, I would argue, they wouldn't find this. I'll show you the image of what they're showing you, that this is ultimately, they're claiming, like all the way outside, dug out underneath and this tunnel all the way down at the bottom. Like from the larger, let me see if you get the bigger, the main picture I'm showing today shows it to you. You know, you get the building, then you got to the side, the, this large area they dug down to. So I just don't think, why would you think that somebody would be able to know that that was there? Because the argument is, based on pe- the reporting on this, is there's no re- provable evidence that this does in fact connect to this location. Even if you can actually prove that what they show you in the video, which is clearly edited, is what is underneath that little spot right there. But it says, UNRWA is a human development and humanitarian organization that does not have the military and security expertise nor the capacity to undertake military inspections of what is or might be under its premises. That's a great point. What are they? I mean, you could argue the bottom line is he's saying that if this is actually there, we're not responsible or to be we don't have the the ability to conduct these underground excavations to find out whether this connect. He's got a great point there. Of course, you could see this as him trying to hide the reality. But if you're already taking that stance, realize that you're jumping to the conclusion that he knows this with zero evidence other than insinuation by Israel. That should matter. But if that's the case, it seems like you already made your mind up to follow what they say regardless. But it says, in the past, whenever suspicious cavities were found, and I'll, again, point this out that they did do this, close to or under their premises, Protest letters were promptly filed to parties in the conflict, including both the de facto authorities in Gaza and the Israeli authorities, because both of them have built tunnels in these areas, guys. The matter was consistently reported in annual reports presented to General Assembly and made public, which it was, more than the one I'll show you next. These recent media reports merit an independent inquiry, which is, by the way, what we should demand before we start pretending we know what's happening because an entity that's been repeatedly lying shoves this into the court of public opinion. Because that's the only place they think they can win right. Well, that I think they know that they can win right now. He says they they meet their they merit an independent inquiry that is currently not possible because of what they're doing in the war, which again works perfectly for the so they float an allegation, they give you selectively clipped information with no provable evidence that one, it's directly connected to the building or that it was used by Hamas, other than their insinuations, and yet we can't go look for ourselves because there's a war going on. I mean, it's I don't the, the best way to stand in this. Is, I mean, from my personal opinion, I think especially the next stuff we get into, it's more than it's very clear to me that this is being used. Even if there's a tunnel that they're just insinuating it was used by Hamas to make this about them because UNRWA is the last the last. And let's not forget their plan to go after UNRWA. 
Do you remember that? Where they spoke publicly before October 7th and even just after that this is the first thing they have to do is take this group out because they're the last group saving these people. And suddenly they've manufactured all the stuff they happen to find that justifies that exact agenda. It's just so transparent. The Israeli authorities have not informed UNRWA officially about the alleged tunnel. That's important because they keep claiming otherwise. Now let's watch the video of what they present. You decide for yourself, and I'll, I'll stop here a couple points to show you clips and you know, edits that might suggest something was changed. So, so here, this is the big, deep area right there that you can see that they had to dig down. So what, how exactly was UNRWA supposed to do this with the bear, with the, you know, with, with not even having enough supplies and resources to, to maintain what they need for most hospitals and schools, but you're going to pretend that they should have been able to discover this off the site under a courtyard tunnel that, by the way, it, was it completely buried? I just find that to be very strange. This thing seems all the way under the ground. Okay, so right there, my point is that that's the cut right there. Now, clearly you can see something right there, but it's it just a cut, and then all of a sudden they're going inside. So, And you can clearly see it. But I just think if they were if they were in the had the interest of making sure you knew this what they wouldn't keep cutting like they did in the all in every single example we've shown. La minara gdola azot, a minara technology. And by the way, that tunnel right there looks identical to the one under Al-Shifa, which, by the way, we can prove was built by Israel. And their own former prime minister has admitted this on the record with, with CNN. And by the way, it's public information. So that should be considered as well, since it looks exactly the same. And the way it was built looks, you know, it, it, this was the same entities that even on the record were building this. And we can prove it even by Wikipedia before all of this, Al-Shifa and plenty of others. So, you know, you got a bunch of electronics, which maybe it was there. But you know how easy that would have been to just simply bring down in there? Now, I'm not saying we should... My point is we should, know that they've li- knowing that they've lied this many times about exactly things like this, and even the corporate media calls out, we should be willing to go, maybe that was a lie. But not assume that it was a lie. Just continue going forward, based knowing that this is unproven at this point. <laughs> now, quite frankly, to me, that tunnel looks like something that's not being used. That's what it looks like to me, with the way the ground was, with the water. I mean, things in the way. It does not seem like something that's actively being used, some kind of command center. And they're claiming they're directly under the building, but that's being directly co- co- uh, disputed by multiple outlets covering this, including corporate media. They say these are intel- Hamas intelligence servers, or just servers that might be utilized by somebody you're claiming was down there. But it's not Hamas terror servers just because you claim that they're in a location that was used by Hamas. Take note of those green boxes. We'll talk about this in a second. Now, apparently the main... Oh, never mind. Well, technically, you're standing outside. So that's not, again, the main headquarters. All right, I mean, so does that look like something that's being used? Not really. These are kind of framings I'm talking about. Here's what it says. He says, which are connected to the main building. They were connected to this communication box. 
Only those who have something to hide. Who disconnects an electronic plug? Well, only those hiding Hamas terror tunnels. The only people in the world that disconnect plugs are those hiding Hamas terror tunnels. Because that's just logic. Or it's an old system built by Israel that's not being used. One of the possibilities. to cut all this, you know, or it's not being used. This is what's being, this is what Israel shared. And this is, I didn't see this. This, this. this is the parody account. We've also found this unretank with a copy of Mein Kampf inside of it. <laughs> that's funny. Because, I mean, that's, that's what we've been doing. Let's, let's not forget the many different lies. Chemical weapons instructions, Mein Kampf books, the, the allegations of step one, two, three, how to rape people. I mean, all of these have completely imploded. They've, they've, I mean, especially things like the chemical weapons instructions that turned out to be the cover of some book off of Amazon. Like these, and they just drop it and move forward. It's very embarrassing. Now, this is my point about these typical manipulators that come on and just clip it and show you only the one, the, the one thing. Do not include the rest of it where he clearly goes on to say, I'm not confirming any of this, but makes it to as if he is admitting that he that it's there and he just didn't know it. So why would you need to lie about stuff like this? Even even omit things to, to, to be dishonest in that way if it's so obvious that you're winning all of this. And then, of course, to show you that they, for like the 14th time, he just, they just repost the same thing in a little different way because that's what propagandists do. If it was just about making the point, you'd put the tweet out and you'd get it shared. But you don't repost the same thing in a slightly different way with a little bit of different terms, making the same point four times over the process of two days. If you're, if you're not, if you're, if the point is about bombarding people with the same points to keep them in a certain mindset. And this is the third one, Unred- just showing you cables, power cables. Imagine if you find lots of cables in your server room. Remember the one that they were otherwise telling you was all disconnected, but I guess that one's not disconnected. So we'll pretend that proves that they were still using it, even though every other point was about how they clearly were trying to hide all this when they left. Oops, I guess they forgot one. Just, you know, just throw whatever you want at the wall, whatever sticks, right? Connected to the main power supply, so they keep claiming, and all go down beneath the floor to some unknown destination. I guess we'll just hope to find that out later. What did you do? Nothing, according to the head of UNRWA. You simply didn't know. See, taking this statement wildly out of context and applying it to whatever you want as if he meant he, as if that means he's acknowledging that it was there. And now here's Elon Levy saying that I can't prove this actually happened anywhere. And he stated publicly that no one has contacted him, that they claim they invited him there and he just, he ignored it. Who knows? Maybe he did and he's lying. But my point is these guys just say whatever they want as if it's fact. And all of their lackeys jump on and follow it, just like Hen Mazig here. Isn't being unaware your headquarters is directly over a terrorist command center almost damning as knowing and doing nothing? Now that's Times of Israel clipping out, we did not know, and acting like, see, and that's not even exactly what he said, even within that statement. Saying we did not know implies he's admitting that it's real. Why would you need to be so aggressively dishonest about this if it's actually that obvious? Same thing. This is just a t- Times of Israel alerts. We're giving you a picture with his hands up like, I didn't know. That's not what's actually happening. Here's one, a, a lieutenant colonel saying, all UNRWA and, and Lazzarini needed to do was check the power and water bills. Well, first of all, as we can continue to show, this is there's a lot that is manipulated from the outside. But on top of that, it's not, it, again, I don't think it's as simple. As, like, th- let's put it this way. All of these statements 
are based on the allegation, not the proof that this is what they found or that Hamas was even using it. So to then step on that and go, see, and this is how you could tell he didn't know even further. All he had to do was this. We haven't even proven this is actually what happened yet. And let me go further and I'll show you why I think this is so important. Here is a post showing you that in the 90s, the United Nations Palestinian Refugee Agency moved its headquarters to this location in Gaza City. They moved its headquarters to Gaza City as part of its response to the Middle East peace process initiated in 1991. Okay, so what happened before that? Right? Hypothetically, if this was something that was there before, which seems likely based on a lot of different factors, who was controlling this before that? Well, let's not forget, based on their continual statements in 2005, 21 illegal Israeli settlements were unilaterally dismantled and Israeli settlers and army evacuated from inside the Gaza Strip, redeploying its military along the border. So two things to point out, three things technically. So that means up until 2005, Israel controlled it all and were actually present on the ground as well. Today, they still control it all. They just are locked them into an open-air prison. So that's clear. So obviously... That could have been the location which they weren't using while Israel was controlling the area could have been built by Israel. I don't think that's too hard to wrap your mind around. The other point, the the settlements we're talking about that they left, well, that's where they found those water pipes that they used to make weapons that were only allowed to be used in these settlements when the people right next door in the Gaza areas weren't allowed to. That's it's just it's as simple as that. And they keep pretending they dug up the water pipes and they lie. No, they're lying about everything. But the other part of it is, yeah, it is and always has been occupied, whether or not they pulled out. Just in case people don't know that, I thought it's important to play again. Occupied, it's control. Very... Didn't did it not cede control? No. Right, and th- this is Albanese. This is the UN rapporteur. Oh, no. two thousand and five. No. No, what was eliminated, was what was uh, taken away in 2005 was the presence of the colonies. But Gaza has remained very much occupied, and not well, only because there is Hamas. control of land, air. There, can I finish? There is not just the control of air, land, uh, electromagnetic space and sea space. Right, so that would apply to anything, including what's going into locations that UNRWA uses. But there is also a very tight control of what hand enters and what exits Gaza, we including with the right that Israel has reserved itself to carry out preventive strikes, which have killed many in the Gaza Strip. No, Gaza is still occupied, and there is a wall-to-wall consensus in international community, including ICRC, which is normally quite uh, restrained. I mean, everyone has concluded that Gaza is still occupied through met- modern methods of warfare, even if it doesn't have boots on the ground. There is effective control. Effective control. It is Francesca Albanese, the UN Special Rapporteur for Occupied Palestine. And she's right. They just keep lying about it like everything else. But so back to the point, right? So they move in the 90s to this location, which before that was controlled by Israel. Not hard to understand. I mean, it's always controlled by Israel, but they were present on the ground and conducting all sorts of building operations. And, you know, this is when, as we'll come back to, they very clearly did build, as we covered on November 15th, that Israel built a command center and a tunnel system under Al-Shifa Hospital. Now, actually, that's what I should have done. There was a a link that I wanted to grab to show you him saying this, which I think I've got right here. Let me see real quick. 
I wasn't able to find it. I just wanted to show you the 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 um, video of I think it's Barack, the former prime minister, saying that that's the case. Even though it's provable, I mean, it's written in Wikipedia for crying out loud. Not that that proves it. Shoot. Maybe I don't have it in here. Oh, well, I'll try to find it and add it. But the point is that it was revealed they built this. It was openly admitted. As, as well as the facts we'll go over, even the Washington Post broke this down and proved that they lied about Al-Shifa. That's, I mean, that's as ridiculous as it gets. Human rights groups, corporate media, independent media, everybody exposing they lied about this, and they just keep going, and the politicians continue to pretend like that's not the case. It's, it's pretty sad. But the point is, so they moved there. You could prove that Israel controlled it before. You could prove that more than once, this is just one example, they did locate some of these things, which could have been Hamas, but just as easily could have been built by Israel. And they say, hey, this is here. Publicly, Hamas, Israel, right? So making it very clear that they are just operating in an area that has this located anyway. So that's a huge point in regard to whether, even if this is Hamas's tunnel, that you can't then just immediately argue that that proves that they knew that. I think that's also a very important point. I don't think there was anything I was going to show you in here necessarily. They, it's just basically saying that the agency found this man-made cavity underneath the school in Gaza, and they're the ones that called this out. They said it's a serious violation of the agency's neutrality and a breach of international law. Moreover, it exposes children, agency staff, to significant security risk. That's a statement by UNRWA, guys. And so they're saying this about whoever, whether it's Hamas, whether it's Israel, and they're simply just going, it's not us, it's not our responsibility, we didn't do that. Now, as well, the same old point right, is that we have to consider whether or not, it, well, let's just say this was Hamas. Let's not forget that even Haaretz made it clear two days after October 7th, it, Netanyahu said, anyone who wants to support, thwart the establishment of a two-state solution, he says Palestinian state, has to support bolstering Hamas and transferring money to Hamas. In 2019, he said, this is part of our strategy. So that means they've been funding the group that has been the excuse to do all of this. So, it, it, so at the same point, it should very much matter, especially you could prove in 2019 they were very aggressive to get rid of UNRWA, right? So can we not ask whether or not they might have funded them to do these kind of things to be able to blame them? I'm just throwing out a possibility. The point is, if we can prove that they funded the very group they're claiming is the one responsible for all of this, why is that not factored into the conversation? Like, if everything about this is so inherently dishonest. I was just going to show you, oh, get the way back machine version, the actual article itself. Often show the tweet, but even that, you know, in and of itself posted by Haaretz should definitely have some, you know, it should hold water for you. But just to show you on the actual article itself that you guys should share with people so they know that this is a reality. He says, you know, same thing I said right there. Anyone who wants to thwart the establishment of Palestinian state has to arm and fund Hamas. He says, bolster and transfer money to Hamas. Same point. This is part of our strategy. He goes on to isolate the Palestinians in the in Gaza from the Palestinians in the West Bank. This is while publicly we're being called racist for trying to tell you that they didn't want a two-state solution. And we were right. And yet we're still called racist. Like this is just how absurd this all is. And you know again on the 8th Times of Israel wrote for years Netanyahu propped up Hamas. Now it's blowing up in our faces. So why can't we ask that question about whether he's been propping them up to do this exact thing? All of this definitely matters. 
Now, here is another article from Al Jazeera from, uh, from today, or yeah, from today. Now, it simply says the Israeli military did not, and you can find this anywhere, anybody objectively covering this, did not provide definitive proof that Hamas fighters were operating in the location. Now, here's even more specific. If you're being objective about this, just because you find a gun down there does not therefore prove that Hamas was using it, or especially not recently. But I go, I argue more so than anything that Israel would blatantly just lie about this to achieve its ends. But Israel's military did not provide definitive proof that they were actually using the location, but showed at least a portion of a tunnel system that ran underneath a courtyard from the AIDS agency's headquarters, which again, this is these are the easily proven facts. Now it says Israel's claims over the tunnel appear part of a pattern intended to implicate UNRWA in Hamas's military operations. The main humanitarian agency in Gaza, UNRWA, has been facing an unprecedented funding crisis after its main international donors, led by the United States, cut its funding over terror allegations. Allegations that, again, even Canada made clear that we still, still have not even proven this. We have not seen evidence that actually proves what you're saying here. And yet they pulled it anyway. Even while they say what they do is of the utmost importance, we can see that people are literally starving to death right in front of us. But just in case, we're going to pause the one thing keeping them alive just until we can figure this out. I, I don't know why anybody doesn't. I mean, that that is uh, insulting. That's monstrous. I mean, even if you believe, even if the allegations are true, like it's just like what do you? What is your argument that it's more important to not fund this group that might be working with terrorists than to let two million or a million children starve to death? Like, even if you argue that it goes directly into the hands of Hamas, can't we all as human beings go, hold on a second. All, I mean, if, if that was a million Israeli children, I guarantee the situation would be dealt with differently. It's exactly what I mean. It's obvious this is coming from the Western governments too. Palestinian lives don't matter. Lazarini insisted that UNRWA has no knowledge if anything was below the headquarters. So one, not acknowledging that he thinks that's the case or knows but if it is, he's saying, I have nothing to do with that, which it vacated shortly after Israel's launch to their bombardment of the Gaza Strip. He says UNRWA is a human development, and we already read that for the most part from his tweet. It it's, doesn't have the expertise or the capacity to undertake the kind of inspections that would be able to find this if it's even there. In the past, Lazzarini adds, protest letters were filed to Hamas officials, Israeli authorities, whenever they found something like this and have been consistently reported. You can prove that. The UN agency the only lifeline to more than 2 million people in Gaza is being attacked. The agency said that Israel has also frozen its bank account, embargoed aid shipments, and canceled its tax benefits, but totally not in control of everything going on in the location, though. That's how ridiculous this is. Oh, and the other part was, and I have it highlighted right here, I just found this interesting. Now, under this is under <clears throat> the UNRWA overall point. But it talks about the headquarters that we're discussing, and it says the agency's headquarters are, in fact, divided between the Gaza Strip and Amman, Jordan. I find that very interesting. Now, the point being that if you're going to accuse this location or their age, their headquarters in a general sense of being in supporting Hamas, are you accusing Jordan's government of supporting Hamas? They probably wouldn't shy away from that if it really needed to be done for their agenda. But the thing is, it just becomes obviously flimsy. You're throwing allegations with nothing to back it up for the most part and just letting it land where it does. I think it matters that we have to include if this implicates Jordan, if you're making this allegation. 
Now, Arnaud Van Dorn points out something very interesting. And this was shared with me right before we went live, so I haven't had too much time to go through this, but I found this very important. And just this is his perspective, and I agree. The Hamas tunnel under unrebuilding in Gaza debunked, and his argument there, Another Zywood production, he says, they are lying about everything. And he's pointing out that this is under, this is what you're looking at, this green thing we saw more than once. <clears throat> These are underground cool rooms for solar panel inverter equipment alongside a server box for the UNRWA headquarters. Enough with the fake propaganda. So what he's arguing, which again is not, it's exactly what we've seen before, like with Al-Shifa, that they simply went to the server room of the actual headquarters, which it would need for, for what they do. And show and pretended this was down below or at the very least if it is what if it is down below that it's just for the servers that are running in the building or at least that's what he's arguing but the point is that's obviously what it is so that doesn't really seem to line up with everything else they're arguing this was what you would expect in a building that utilizes computers secondarily asaf md points out showing you a couple more things he pointed out in regard to you know the questioning if this is valid or not he writes, <clears throat> we are now beneath the main headquarters of UNRWA. So he says, read this thread and make it make sense for me. Screenshots are all from their spliced up video, which again, they do constantly, to make it look like the tunnel they found near UNRWA complex is connected to some room beneath UNRWA's building. Notice the positioning of the light fixtures in each picture. Also notice the speckled pattern on the ceiling. How can every single scene be below the main headquarters at the UNRWA school across the street? Just showing you all this, the overlaps. So what they're saying, notice the same light fixtures, the same information, saying how can every single scene be below UNRWA? Going forward, he says, there three main videos have been released regarding the UNRWA tunnel by Israeli sources. The first two are from the IDF, and the last is from a news channel source. These videos have been clipped together to give the appearance of con continuity between the solar panel equipment and server room for the UNRWA headquarters and Hamas tunnel found near the complex. So arguing that there is a tunnel, but it's just not what they, it's probably, it's, that, it's probably that watery example you saw, and this is all stuff underneath. That's what they're arguing. Or uh, that is actually underneath the building itself, which is just a server room. The first image below is from the operating scenes in the IDF video which I think I have in here, but it really just shows you the tunnel structure in some 3D mapping video, like, you know, animation, which they've lied about many, many times, used to lie. Saying that it shows a soldier going into a Hamas tunnel near the UNRWA school, the video then cuts to 104 and shows a room with green solar panel inverter boxes. This very same room is shown again in a graphic from drone footage indicating this room was below the unremain headquarters. The drone is then shown flying out of the tunnel dug by the IDF and emerges in the main headquarter compound. The drone flies to the Hamas tunnel located near the UNRWA school. They're showing you the, you know, the images they're showing you. Going forward, now it shows you kind of the logistics of it. You know, basically just breaking down that it, and this is what they tend to do. That basically, if you just are honest about this and stand back and look at what they're presenting, they essentially catch themselves in lies. Now, that doesn't have to mean that it's not a Hamas tunnel, but it would argue that what they're doing is conflating something else they found with something that would be benign if they weren't conflating it with what they claim is a Hamas tunnel. Again, there's a good shot right there showing you this. Like, how exactly are you going to pretend that they're supposed to be able to see this?
to me, again, to me, this whole thing looks like it's not being used at all, like the actual part. So right there, you can see the cut, right? So it shows this tunnel they're going into and then cut. All of a sudden, you're at this green box area, which, by the way, again, there her point about the light fixtures in the top. That doesn't look like it. This is a tunnel, right? With concrete on top and so on. But they keep showing you these rooms they claim are down there that actually have, as you can see up here, all these light fixtures and that which argues, I mean, even the wall structure. Guys, that, that is in the building. That's not down beneath the building. That's the actual building. That they're simply showing you, as the other person pointed out, the server room of the building and pretending that that's down below. It's just, this is the kind of stuff we've come to expect from the Israeli government. Yeah, that's the same. That's the one I showed you with all the cuts. Right there. Cut. Look at that. How is that supposed to be the same room? Tunnel, concrete everywhere, water on the ground, and then boom. Yeah, cut, cut after cut, right? I mean, yeah, my obvious opinion, this is, this is a aggressive manipulation, just like everything else they've done. And again, to end this one point before we generally wrap up, this is what they've already been caught for doing. And don't forget the same image. Remember, this is the way that tunnel looked. And then they would show you some other example that was very clearly edited and spliced. And even groups like the BBC called them out. And my point about this was that they were they did, in fact, build a command center underneath. This one I already looked at. Maybe it was this one. That's too bad. I really wanted to show you that. But let me just do this, actually. Yeah, there it is. Look at that. So I have this on my tweet somewhere that I put out. But let me just play this for you real quick. And it just shows you it again that he admits this on the record that this was built by Israel, which again, the Wikipedia page shows you, but I never like even saying that because I, who, who, nobody should be blindly trusting Wikipedia. If you can't use it as a college source because it's not trustworthy, why would the government tell you to listen to it? Or why would they put it under fact checks on, on YouTube as if it's definitive when nobody thinks that? It's just, it's, a, it's, it's just, a, it's an example of ma- mass adoption. That's all it really is. So here's the video where he's admitting this. When you say it was built by Israeli engineers, did you misspeak? Oh, it looks like they cut this. So bottom line is, he in passing, he was discussing this, and he says that the Al-Shifa tunnels were built by Israeli engineers, and she even tries to come back and go, are you wrong about that? Because <laughs> that destroyed the narrative. No, no, somebody, you know, decades ago, we were the, wanting the place. So we held them, it was a decade, many decades ago, probably five, de- four decades ago, that we helped them to build these uh, bunkers in order to enable uh, more, more, uh, more space for the operation of the hospital within the very limited uh, size of the... Yeah, because it's often that hospitals need command bunkers, right? I mean, it's ridiculous. The point is, at, while it was an active hospital, Israel built... I, I, a military structure underneath the hospital. Talk about human shields, right? It's ridiculous. Now, this was a, a breakdown that uh, Jason did. Basically, just talking about the, the conveniently ignored the underground network of tunnels that was built by... Oh, here. Here we go. Oh, no, that's not the right one. I thought maybe I had that video. I'll include this, actually. Oh, it's the same one that's right there. I'll include it. But don't the point was on top of all of that, 
Which, uh, let's do this. That is one that I'll grab. There we go. See if they've changed it again for the 45th time. As I showed you, they, they've edited this so many times. Yeah, they've added so much since then to kind of bury this down. So you can go through this. Oh, it's right here. In 83, Israel, by Israel, and includes a secure underground operating room and tunnel network, right? So this this is the truth, and it's openly discussed. So they built this, and even if you think that Hamas used it afterward, they built it while it was an active hospital and admitted on live on CNN. And Washington Post did their own investigation and found that they were lying about what they found. And here's the main point. This is from Washington Post. The, uh, the case of Al-Shifa, the, just a quick breakdown. The rooms connected to the tunnel network, which they claim was there, by the way, discovered the, by the IDF shows no immediate evidence of use by Hamas. Same point today. None of the five hospital buildings identified by Hagari, of all people, remember the Ma- ha- Hamas calendar, and he made, he has made, he's still being made fun of for that, appeared to be connected to the tunnel network. None of them appear to be connected to the tunnel network. They lied about that. No evidence that tunnels could be accessed from the hospital. So they just same thing they're doing now. They just look, show you a tunnel and say, this is the tunnel structure. They're lying to you. And even the corporate media broke this down. So you don't think they're going to lie to you today? And on top of all of that, this one was even more ridiculous, if you remember. This was the nurse. Remember that? By the way, that woman, interestingly, looks very similar to that dark-haired girl that was dancing and then got caught by the resistance. But either way, the point is, even France 24 is now exposing viral fake stage videos that are claiming Hamas is present at Al-Shifa. They broke this down, and this is France 24, corporate media. And, And what they're telling you, it is a fake. It's a woman saying, Hamas is here, and we know it, and we're hiding it from you. Why would they have to fake that if it was all so obvious? But they did. And the corporate media, other than this channel, couldn't care less about that. It's obvious that we're being misled in this and everything else that, we're, that is going on here. They're trying to convince you because this is an effort to remove all of Palestine. The last surviving elements of it. And I'll show you how that's going to happen here. Now, lastly, on this point, though, here is, you know, Mr. Spokesman for October 7th for the rest of his life, apparently. The U.N. is going to try to gaslight you, he says. So this is what they do. So as they're gaslighting you, as they're manufacturing a wholesale lie to get you to convince you to to join in calling for the last funding that is going to people starving to death to be pulled. He's coming out ahead of it to go, they're going to gaslight you. Don't listen to what they're telling you. It's the same thing that keeps happening. No, you show me what they're doing. Where's the UN speaking up and saying, any? no, they're, they're just investigating. You're the one gaslighting people based on insinuations. He says it doesn't, they don't want you to believe your own eyes. The, the, the one, you know, the, the same thing he said, by the way, about Al-Shifa. The same thing he said about any number of examples, lying about the Ali hospital, even though their own tweets were put out saying that they were responsible. But it says that you're lying about your own eyes to the extent of the Hamas infiltration of UNRWA and the theft of your tax money. You know, the money that they've handed to the leaders that are safely tucked away in Qatar. But that, and again, the proof that we've shown you many times that they have been the ones funding Hamas, right? You'll never hear them acknowledge this. Admitted, fact, provable from, a, from a mul- multiple examples. More than one example of them caught on the record talking about this. 
And the point is that they keep pretending that that's all because of bad guys. You know, the bad guys that they're also funding. Like, it just destroys the entire narrative. But what they're showing you is more of the same, more of the same clipped and edited images as if this proves what they're telling you, but trying to get ahead of the narrative is don't listen to what they say. That's how propaganda works. Now, in general, the U.S. has made it clear we're not going to start refunding UNRWA despite how the allegations have utterly collapsed. And by the way, this is before this new allegation. So that's my point about this. So as it's being proven, even by their allies, that there's not enough evidence to back up the claim that UNRWA is Hamas and that everybody's calling this out. Lincoln Institute saying, well, you better start refunding them because it's proven that you guys are lying. Well, that's why this comes out all of a sudden. Well, let's manufacture a tunnel under the agency and pretend that will keep them distracted for the next six weeks while we keep murdering everybody. And of course, the United Nations and the, or rather the United States just continues to toe the line. But this was before the new allegation, so I'm sure it's even worse now. They're going, we're not going to fund them until we get done with the investigation. You know, the investigation that can't actually take place until the war is over. How perfect is that? So you're willing to take action before you prove something, as long as Israel says it. But in the reverse, you're unwilling to take action, even as it's being proven, because you haven't done your own. It's just dishonesty wholesale dishonesty you guys are liars gaslighting for an agenda and that's while they're starving to death literally every day right now children are starving i think the other day it was three or four children starved in one day because they're not being they're not getting any aid and this is why because they're making sure this happens under false allegations here's unra the group they're trying to tell you are hamas telling you a food shipment for 1.1 million people is just simply stuck at the israeli port because they are making sure that happens False restrictions. The authorities act like there's all sorts of restricted items they have to investigate, and they just never let it through. A thousand, over a thousand containers of rice, flour, chickpeas, sugar, cooking oil stuck waiting while they're starving. Literally, a child might starve to death while they're holding this up. They know this, and let's not forget, this is coordinated. These tents are the tents of the settlers who are literally blocking these aid trucks to come from coming in. Somebody's doing this. And on top of that, as I showed you, here's Mossad going, thank you for everyone that came out and prevented the aid. Help us keep starving children. Hooray. And that's why the government's supporting this. And they're giving them tents and they're keeping these people. And it's, it's a restricted area. They're letting these settlers go in to block them. It's all obvious. And here is Egypt yet again telling you that Biden and Israel are lying about this. This was yesterday saying the Egyptian presidency issued a statement on Friday responding to the allegations of Genocide Joe and regarding the, the aid coming in. On Egypt's role in the entry of humanitarian aid into the Gaza Strip and providing relief to Palestinians, the presidency of the Republic clarified that Egypt opened the Rafah crossing immediately without restrictions or conditions. Actually, we grab this since we just talked about this. Even the Times of Israel, Israel said to bomb Rafa crossing to Egypt after telling Gazans to flee through it. This was October 10th, guys, right in the beginning. They said, quick, quick, go through the crossing, because obviously that was always the plan, as we're now seeing publicly admitted to push them in here, get them out of the way. We're building our settlements and, of course, reaping all the benefits from the gas reserves, and whatever else we're talking about, smart cities, whatever else is going to happen. But that they said, go here and then bomb that location, just like every other time. Khan Yunus and Rafa currently and on and on and on. It's just that insultingly obvious. They're murdering people after they go where they tell them to go. But what he's saying is we immediately open the crossing 
without restrictions or conditions and mobilized humanitarian aid in large quantities from Egypt itself and from countries that sent aid to Gaza. However, the continued bombing of the Palestinian side of the crossing by Israel, which was repeated four different times, prevented the entry of aid. It said that as soon as the bombing on the other side of the Egypt uh, crossing ended, Egypt immediately made the necessary technical modifications to allow the maximum aid possible. My point is this keeps happening. Whether it's the location they're going to or the fact that they won't even let it cross, and that's, that's assuming they can even get it through because the settlers won't let it come through. It says the presidency of the republic also affirmed that Egypt's firm position will remain determined to reach a ceasefire in Gaza as quickly as possible to protect civilians subjected to the worst human suffering imaginable and to save them from bombing, hunger, and disease, all because of Israel, not because of Hamas. Whether or not you think they're responsible for everything else, you can't just sidestep your accountability for your actions. You are choosing to keep this going, even as they offer a full exchange for all the hostages. You say no, and I'll show you that next again. The statement concluded by stressing that any attempts to displace Palestinians would fail and that they would all, the only solution to the current situation is a two-state solution, which they tell you that is not going to happen, and the establishment of an independent Palestinian state with the borders of 1967, which most of which they've taken already, with East Jerusalem as its capital, which Trump has given entirely to Israel. Fallout works out, right? In the press conference, Biden alleged the Egyptian president did not want to open the Rafah crossing because this is Biden's mumbling effort to try to side with Israel. It's all it's it's patently false. Every group involved is lying, but it's the same reason Biden came out and said 40 beheaded babies because he is a mumbling fool that gets driven to do whatever is in the interest of the people pulling his strings. That's why. My point, though, is that they clearly are... I mean, Egypt, I'm not trying to say that Egypt doesn't have its own agendas here or its own interests, and that they're and clearly not acting only in the interest of the human people that are suffering. But I do argue that the idea that they're not letting them cross is, is more so about the fact, well, it's, it's, it's 50-50 in my mind, that they would definitely then suffer for that because Israel will make sure of that, as well as the fact that this many people are going to be a burden. That's just the static reality. It's not meant to be any knock against the people themselves. So why would it be Egypt's responsibility? One, you're literally on Palestinian land, so that should be the first location we discuss. Or how about just occupied Israel because you pretend you're trying to help these people? But nope, we won't let them in our territory because we hate these people. That's the point. As, as was even called out by Mark Lamont. Oh, you want to save them? We'll let them into Israel then. Like it's, it's just such a game that's being played. On top of all of that, it's illegal what's happening. And Israel's made it, pat I mean, obnoxiously clear that they're going to build settlements. They're having conferences. They're allotting money. They have blueprints. They're dancing and cheering with the ministers about how it's going to happen. They've got settlers speaking about how they're going to starve these people to get that done. And yet it's supposed to be fake somehow. It's, like, it's just mind boggling. Clearly, that's what they're trying to accomplish. So Egypt is simply saying the, the right thing to do is to give them their land for us to take them, we'll make sure that never happens. And of course, I clearly there's some self-serving agendas there about not wanting to take the brunt of this problem. But to pretend that it's because they're all these dirty, hateful, gross Palestinians, and that's why nobody wants them, like Eli David keeps showing and blatantly saying, it's just disgusting. It's the worst of humanity. That's what they are. They're lying. To, to, to starve people to death. 
I said that today too. I was like, don't never forget the people that not only lied about this and gaslit for genocide, but continue to manufacture entire lies just to dehumanize the people you're trying to start to death. Like pretending Gaza was some oasis just before October 7th, which he keeps doing. And again, the video I haven't played, but we'll play right now of Pas uh, not Pasaki, <laughs> of, of uh, Kareen just embarrassingly and insultingly sidestepping the obvious point. No evidence, but we're going to starve these people to death anyway because, you know, somebody else could do it, though. It's not our fault, right? Just meek, feeble response. On Gaza, um, did the White House receive an ironclad evidence that actually the UNRWA staff member, 12 of them, were involved in the October 7 attack? Because four news... Don't forget, that's the question. Do you have ironclad evidence or any evidence that that was the case? That's the real question that she never answered. Organizations, including Financial Times, Channel 4, and Sky News, yeah. found no evidence to support the Israeli claim. They said actually what they provided was just cell phone messages and uh, cards that been found after Is Israel that went Yes. Well, um, I mean, look at see that response is so insulting. She knows exactly what you're talking about. That's like John Kirby going, gain of function? What, 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 you have to speak lower to me. I only have a certain education. Like, it's just it's so pathetic. They obviously know what they're talking about. Where are you in the process of, re of reviewing uh, that? And second, considering the disaster humanitarian situation in Gaza, mm -hmm. what's the alternative if you're, wait if you're waiting for the results to come out or the review? Yeah, so how else are they supposed to feed themselves while you're waiting? Out. The alternative of, of starving with the Yeah. Um, so, look, a couple of things there. As you know, there's an investigation happening, so we're going to let that investigation move forward. And look... Um, right, so the argument is we're going to pull this without evidence while the investigation happens, even though the consequences of that will lead to immediate death of children. There's no way to misunderstand that. You know, funding for Palestinian civilians is a, is a team effort. Uh, and so, for example, while we continue to provide funding to organizations like WFP, uh, other countries may continue to fund UNRWA, uh, which is their own. So we'll just move right past the evidence conversation, right? No, no, they don't have evidence is the point. They've already been forced to admit that. They do not have anything that proves that. They base this on allegations. And her argument is, well, somebody else could do it. Sovereign decision, that is their right. Uh, as we've said before, it is important for UNRWA to complete its internal review, as I just stated, before the U.S. will provide any additional funding. we got to get to the bottom of this, to your point. we got to get to the bottom of this. But not, apparently not about genocide, right? We, we'll keep literally arming the group that every international level has been accused legitimately with merit of genocide and their genocidal statements and the fact that they're publicly promoting the killing of civilians on their own channels and stealing from their homes and blowing up buildings things but you know none of that proof because that's proof is enough for them to take any action other than meek statements about how it's been bad but on this side of it just the insinuations enough to kill people literally starve them to death just in case but there's no denying that UNRWA does critical life-saving uh, work here and yeah that's what you're doing you're denying that you can state that all you want and then pull the funding for that critical life-saving work so that you don't care about critical life-saving work when it bumps up against an allegation from Israel, that's pretty clear.
We get that and we understand that. So we're going to, uh, as I said, it is uh, getting that critical uh, critical um, need to Palestinian civilians is a team effort, and there are other, uh, obviously, other avenues that we have used. Uh, but they have to have this investigation. We got to get to the bottom of this. So all of that nonsensical spin and back talk. Okay, so so other people can do it too, and we have an investigation. So we're going to kill people in the process. Right. Why are you blaming us? We're not the only ones. They could do it, too. So wait. So you're saying they should fund them while this is happening? Are you the one saying that's not supposed like it's it's a nonsensical answer? That's why I always point out how incredibly bad she is at this job. Israel said to bomb Rafa crossing. As it tells them to go through it. Lastly, again, the ceasefire conversation showing you the both points right that the people who are suffering are going to continue to die because of this as well as their people because realize the food not coming through that's starving their hostages too guys and i don't know why that's not a prominent point where are they supposed to eat this affects everybody there they're starving they're not getting water they can get they're getting sick they don't have any treatment because you've stopped everything from going through even for the hospitals so everything they're doing also affects the people they pretend is their primary objective and then they bomb those locations and pretend like they're not trying to kill them via the Hannibal Directive. So again, as I just showed you on the 7th, Netanyahu once again rejects a ceasefire proposal, insisting instead on total victory over Hamas. And just so it's clear, the Israeli government continues repeatedly to choose war with Hamas instead of rescuing its people, knowing that the war would almost certainly then take their lives. There's just no way around that. Even if you agree with that, you have to acknowledge that you're choosing the continuance of the war, even if you think that will lead to more safety than in the future, at the expense of the people who are currently there. Because they keep dying because of these bombings, as they themselves have said after coming back from Gaza. Those are the families bursting into the Knesset saying, how dare you act like you represent us? Our families are dying and you're fighting wars that are killing them. You're bombing them. You're gassing them. All this has happened. Or the three of them that came out with SOS, literally speaking in Hebrew, as Israelis, saying, please rescue us, shot, shot. One of them runs away. 15 minutes go by, as even Times of Israel reported. And he's going, don't shoot me. I'm an Israeli, speaking in Hebrew. He walks out finally after being coaxed out. Two of them shoot that guy. I don't know how you misunderstand what you just, I mean, that's verifiable information. I'll just put this since just in case you haven't seen this discussion. Hostages shot by the IDF put out SOS sign written with leftover food. It's very real. And they, they chalk it up to some kind of misunderstanding. 15 minutes later, when the guy's going, please, please, what was that supposed to be? A Hamas member tricking you? Like it's just, they were, this is clear. The objective is everybody. Everybody. That's the Hannibal Directive. Now, here is what he rejected. Just in case you didn't see this, and we already talked about this, but the real point about what this is, BBC broke this down. Phase one, and this is what Netanyahu rejected in, in, in lieu of some three-day pause with a couple of people, which nobody wants other than Israel, because that will guarantee the continuation of everything, including the death of their hostages. He says, a, first was phase one, a 45-day pause, which is, again, which is not even the full ceasefire, which is what they're adamantly arguing for. But a 45-day pause, which shows you that they are conceding some points, 
in fighting during in fighting during which all Israeli women hostages, males under 19, the elderly and sick would be exchanged for Palestinian women and children held in Israeli jails. Israeli forces would withdraw from the populated areas of Gaza and the reconstruction of hospitals and refugee camps would begin. Now, nowhere does that say that they're not allowed to come back right afterward, which is ultimately what we know they would do even if it was stated. So the point that they have to act like this is this is calling for the win of Hamas. That's just a, a narrative meant to hide the fact that you're putting the war above these lives that you're pretending you're trying to protect. Because you know as well as I, they could do this whole process, and the moment it's done, they go right back to war with Hamas. But phase two, after that first phase, remaining male Israeli hostages would be exchanged. So that's every hostage, every one of them. That would be exchanged for Palestinian prisoners, and Israeli forces would leave Gaza completely. Phase three, both sides would exchange remains and bodies. The proposed deal would also see deliveries of food and other aid to Gaza. By the end of the 135-day pause in fighting, Hamas said negotiations to end the war would have concluded. Or not, though, right? Because Israel would say, no, we're going to keep fighting. As you know, they would anyway. So this weird game of saying like that there's just no discussion that makes sense. The point is they repeatedly keep offering <laughs> which in even in this case is sort of an extension of the same thing they're offering. Just a, just a shorter term, smaller days, less people. Why wouldn't they be asking for all of their hostages back? I mean, it's just so transparent because they don't want them. Now here, abusing some other person who's struggling, Senator Fre Fetterman says to anyone protesting or demanding a ceasefire, let's be honest here. Why aren't you protesting to bring them all home? It just, it's so sad. Yeah, I just feel bad for this guy who clearly is being used and doesn't probably doesn't even realize it. Why aren't you demanding Hamas surrender as well? <laughs> I said, well, bud, because they know anyone asking for it, that a ceasefire does bring them all home. You know, sorry that you don't know that, but you're being used by the people behind you and people like Eli David. It does. So calling for the ceasefire, if you pay attention means they all go home. So that's a stupid point to begin with. So he's wrong about that. So conflating the, so arguing that a ceasefire means we don't want hostages back. Well, even though it's explicitly the opposite, which shows you that they don't want it. And they'll go so far as to lie about that to stop you from wanting it. That's just sinister. Then it says, why aren't you protesting to bring them all home? God, that's what they're doing. I said, well, and, and that's the point I made before. But just so you realize, they're standing up going ceasefire because they want them all to come home and they protest for that. And he and Eli David just shares this because he's a liar and they all try to manipulate you. But how about the other point that we keep making? So we go, surrender Hamas. And they don't. Now what? You just go back to bombing because they did. They said no, which continues to show you that you knew that would happen and there's no other alternative that you just want to keep bombing until they're all dead. Why do you think that calling for their surrender is going to mean anything? It's, aren't you the one telling us it's a terrorist organization? So why would they go, oh, okay, you asked nicely, we'll surrender. I mean, this is just childishly stupid. So we keep saying, well, they're calling for this. They want the exchange. You could do what you want afterward. They don't want any of that. They're using these people just like they're using everybody. And I'll actually include the show we did yesterday for that very point. This is what Zionist entities do. Had to have from the inception of the state of Israel. As we showed you in, just, in the last show we just did, a verified CIA document reveals that the Zionist group 
was stating that they were willing to sacrifice Jews in Arab countries to get what they wanted. And jump forward to today, Hannibal Directive. It's literally the same thing. The Zionists are using Judaism to achieve their goals. Now, this brings us to the point about Rafa, which again shows you that they don't care about their own people because I can guarantee, well, let's put it this way. If they're claiming Hamas is there, doesn't that then mean that the hostages are being held there too? Well, yeah. I, I can't verify either of those things. Fr frankly, I don't even know if, if Hamas would even be there. I think this is about them just killing all the Palestinians that they've kettled into this area and now they have nowhere to go. But but again, based on their argument that it's because of Hamas, well, that means that the hostages are there. And so you're bombing where they are? Yes, guys. And they keep doing that. And everybody's speaking up about this. As Craig points out, we are in a on the verge of another in a long series of historic massacres of civilians in this genocide. We're talking just since October 7th, but go back and you'll find plenty more. Western powers are complicit in the axis of genocide. We must pressure them now. This is the Holocaust moment of this generation. We will all be asked what we did to stop it. I agree. Because right now they're telling you we're going to invade Rafa, which it's just, it's, it's, it's almost overwhelming because they keep doing this. They keep bombing them everywhere they go claiming there are safe locations, and then they push them into an area where there's nowhere left to go because the goal is to push them into Egypt. The New York Times is writing Netanyahu orders evacuation plan for a city where millions of Gazans shelter, where there is nowhere else to evacuate. Except right now, as I understand, I, actually, I forget if I included that. Let me make sure. That's too bad. Yeah, I guess I forgot to include it. The point is Netanyahu recently, oh, maybe I have it right here. Let me see real quick. Doesn't look like it. So Netanyahu spoke up, I believe today or yesterday, and simply said, oh, wait, maybe it's right here. Yep, perfect. I'm glad I didn't lose that. So here it is on Fox News. Where are we out of time? Let's, let's listen to it real quick. Basically saying, and I think, I mean, this is a shift of the narrative because they've been stating publicly, repeatedly, the exact opposite. But now, that, go back north. You mean the north where they're being shot and the IDF has repeatedly said they would be shot if they go back to? Like, so, are, are the, is the IDF aware of this? I mean, that's not what's happening. So is this a shift in policy, or are you just stating this publicly so they don't think you're killing all these people? I mean, I find this to be really alarming, because realize people will go back to the North because he said that, even though I can prove to you right now that the IDF is killing people. They've said this publicly. We'll shoot you if you go back to the North. And you talk about total victory, but at what cost, and where do you expect these people to go? Have the Egyptians said anything to you about this? Because they're publicly saying if those people start crossing the border, it potentially upends your peace agreements with Egypt. We have, uh, uh, by the way, Netanyahu looks exhausted. <laughs> he's, I mean, this guy is, you know, everybody hates him, including his own people. I mean, he knows he's going to prison the moment this ends. Cleared out and uh, conquered and destroyed most of the uh, uh, Hamas terrorist infrastructure in the rest of the Gaza Strip. So now there's plenty of room north of Rafa for them to go to. And that's where we're going. By, by, which is a lie, by the way. And I, so I guess I guess the point would be north of Rafa, which, by the way, would mean all sorts of locations that they keep killing people in right now. So that's a lie. But in any, in any way you look at it, every one of these locations, as Robert just discussed, 
keeps showing because the Al-Qasim brigades are posting this stuff that they're popping up and killing IDF members all over Gaza in the locations they tell you are safe. So it's just all narrative, guys. It's all narrative. I still think it's about driving them into Egypt, which they're going to try to force some kind of humanitarian necessity because of what they're doing, right? They're murdering them in a kettle to get to the point to where other people have to step up and go, for God's sakes, put them into Egypt. They're all going to die, even though the first thing should be stop them from murdering them in the location they're in. Like, that's the response we should be having. To direct them. Uh, and, and again, urge them and direct them to do so with flyers, with cell phones and with safe corridors and other things. So uh, we see things differently. We've managed to do it up to now. And this is the directive that I gave the army right now. I think the people who are uh, telling you, uh, oh, you can't do it. Uh, you can't. Just really quickly, based on what he said right there, this to be more than one investigation has been done. But the same one I show you going back to the moment this started act post October 7th, they Amnesty International did their own investigation. Five examples, specifically five different examples, just between the 7th and October 12th in 2023, where they proved that they targeted civilians, they indiscriminately bombed locations, and they did not take efforts enough to try to save them, even in locations that they were bombing where they, were, they argued there was Hamas. Examples in this very article show you going up and telling one guy on the street and then bombing right after that or not dropping any leaflets. No indication they cared to arm, but they say they did publicly. I mean, either you could pretend amnesty is Hamas or they're all hating Jews or whatever the narratives you want to keep spinning about any group that you can that you use to point to. But the reality is it's been roundly shown that they are not doing the things they claim they are. To Rafa under any conditions are basically saying, uh, don't win, lose. And if we lose, everybody loses. You lose, too. You can- that's, see, that's, that's the game they play. That's not true. You don't go into it. The point is that there's other actions that can be taken to create this binary game where either we go in and we suffer all of the civilian consequences or we pretend Hamas wins and you all lose. That's the only two things in the world that exist. It's ridiculous. Because this is a battle against the Iran terror axis. This is a battle of the force. Of course, it's about Iran. You see, rarely desperately trying to pull this into some larger World War Three scenario to save himself of civilization against the worst forces of barbarism on the planet. We have to win not only for that's pretty much you guys and the U S foreign policy, as far as I can tell our sake, but for the sake of our common civilization. And it just has to be, you just have to continue purposefully, methodically and responsibly. And we're going to do it. And by the way, this position is not just mine. It's the people of Israel. No, it's not. That is his continual lie. They won largely hate this person. Look at any poll you want. They hate Netanyahu. They want him out of the way. I mean, for crying out loud, even Hillary Clinton just spoke up and said, get him out of the way. He's bad for Israel. They all hate him. But it's not just Netanyahu. It's far more than that. But it's very self-evident that the people of Israel do not want what he's doing right now. Most of them do want to continue bombing Gaza, but they've all predominantly asked for there to be a ceasefire, even temporarily, to get their people home first. And he keeps refusing that, then standing up and acting like everybody supports him. That's just simple desperation. People don't understand how united the people are, (laughs) how brave and determined our soldiers are across the political. It's just gross. I mean, the guy is just an, an incessant liar. Make sure I keep that in there for you guys. Now to just wrap up here. Ordering them to evacuate. Even the corporate media is going, but there's nowhere to go. And instead of going, 
oh, fair point. Since there's nowhere to go, evacuation seems like a dumb thing to say. No, you just go, if we lose, you lose, and Hamas, bad guys, and hey, everybody, hate anti-Semitism, and how the Holocaust. There's no answer to the point. Where? Because the only logical point is to drive them into Egypt. Because you can't, you can state go back north, but they're shooting people that do that over and over and over. Israel seeks to evacuate Palestinians jammed into a southern Gaza city ahead of an expected invasion. But even the United Nations is saying that this would be a war crime. But my point is the same. It's always been what they're calling for. Here's Eli David going, they, basically the UN saying they have nowhere to go because they don't. And what does he do? He shows them the border. Okay. He says, how about you ask Egypt to open the border? And I said, remember when this, when we were told this was an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory or blood libel like 30 seconds ago? No, we're not going to force them out. We're trying to go after Hamas. It's about saving all of them. But now they're just, it's like pretending that you're only going after Hamas and then right after that, giving all sorts of excuses why every Palestinian is a bad person. They're just disgusting people. Like you're definitely lying about this and you're continually being caught. And by the way, when I'm saying that, I'm not even specifically talking about only Zionists. I'm talking about people like Eli David who are willing to lie about human life to get their agenda completed, knowing those lies will take those human lives. Now, this is the point we're making here, though. This is the plan that everybody said was a lie. Even WikiLeaks broke this down. And what was the plan again? Gaza civilians would be displaced to Egypt to yield long-term strategic results. That was the October 13th plan that was leaked that they have verified. And even before that, there was the, the decisive plan from Smotrich in 2017. And it's the same thing. It's always been the case. And that is why they're taking areas that were at least functional and now turning them into flattened ground for settlements. Well, let's pretend like it's only about Hamas. And to make it very clear, as they're telling them to go to Rafah, they're already bombing in Rafah. They're already bombing in the area they keep telling people are, is safe. And at the same time, bombing in Khan Yunus. So they're in Khan Yunus, which are supposed to be safe. They're telling them to leave that area to go to Rafah, but they're bombing both of those locations. They're bombing in between those locations and everywhere else. This is just so disgusting. It's so provably obvious that they're trying to murder all these people, and your supposed rules-based international order is ignoring all of it. In fact, completely facilitating every part of it and i'll include this again as well just for you know for the sake of having the data points the new york times did an investigation and even Haretz covered telling you that they're not just bombing the safe locations but in fact using the most destructive 2000 pound dumb bombs provided by the very government the u.s that just pretended like they're doing they're killing you know it's been too much what they're doing there but here's more bombs to keep doing it and as of today yesterday excuse me Another airstrike. 44 innocent people were killed in Rafa as they keep bombing the location that's supposed to be safe. So how is it that you're warning of a ground invasion going, get out of the way, but then bombing the location that, by the way, it's implicit in the point that it's supposed to be safe. You're telling them to get out of the safe area because we're coming next, but you keep bombing the safe area. It's just so overwhelming, guys. So much human life, so much suffering. Cuts News Network writes, we warn of a global catastrophe and massacre that will kill tens of thousands of people if the Israelis invade Rafah. And we hold the American administration, the international community, and Israel fully responsible. 
We demand an immediate convening of the U.N. Security Council and adoption of a resolution compelling Israel to cease the genocide, which they will ignore. It is perpetrating against civilians, children, and the women, which 70-80% of whom they've killed have been women and children, as well as to stop the, de- the deliberate killing of tens of thousands of Palestinians in Gaza and cease the ongoing threats against Rafa. Arsen Ostrovsky, another one of these proud Zionist manipulators, writes, if Hamas puts down their weapons today, there will be peace in Gaza tomorrow. It's the same old trope they've been using for a long time. If Israel puts down their weapons today, there will be no Jewish state tomorrow. Which, by the way, it's not just a Jewish state, seeing as how there's other people than Jews that live there, and as well as the fact that you actively treat Ethiopian Jews and Orthodox Jews that don't like Zionism as trash, as Ben Shapiro would call them. So let's not pretend this is anything other than a Zionist state. Either way, this is what Robert just brought up very importantly. So we're told there are 30,000 Hamas members. Do you realize that there are over 100,000 or give or take of Palestinian Islamic Jihad? Or including all of the tens of other groups that are also existing there that aren't Hamas, that have lots of other membership? So my point is to show you what a lie this is. Right now, the excuse is Hamas. You know, the same Hamas that they've been funding and arming. Because that completely makes sense, right? The point, though, is I said, what about the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, which has far more members than Hamas? Or the countless other armed rest, oh, resting resistance groups, what I meant to say, I guess that still works, besides Hamas. I said, you just don't care about that far larger force? Of course you do. As that will be the next excuse you will give to keep killing Palestinians. To pretend it's only about removing Hamas while, while acting like nobody knows that there are far more people in the, in the collective other resistance groups and they're just going to somehow be okay with that. I mean, it, it takes a really special kind of stupid to pretend like once only Hamas, but by the way, not the leadership, they're keeping safe and cutter, but just the ones on the ground here, once they're out of the way, we're all good. Well, the other resistance groups are going to pick up guns and keep fighting, right? Because they're legally protected under the internet, under international law to do so. So you're just going to pretend like that doesn't matter? No, they'll just shift into going, well, now it's this group and keep killing Palestinians. And here's one last clip, which even it's LBC, but even any of these groups, corporate media included, are just kind of flabbergasted by how ridiculous this is. Remember when Wolf Blitzer early on was like just blown away, even Wolf Blitzer, about bombing Jablia refugee camp and killing 400 innocent people for what turned out to be somebody who wasn't even there? Remember that? Even Wolf Blitzer was like, what did you just say? Like, I can't. They, they pushed this too far. Another example here, showing you how blithe they are about human suffering and what they're causing, what they're doing. And the fact that they're willing to essentially, you know, what's the right way to put it? To stand, well, obviously to blindly stand by this, no matter what. And acting like no matter how one-sided it is, that somehow you're doing everything more than any other person has ever done ever in history, even though it's unprecedented how many people have been killed in the context of how small it is, the time frame, and on. But somehow that doesn't make any difference to the claim that you're the most moral military in the world and you've taken more actions than anybody ever in history. And she is just baffled by that. 28,000 people have died, or if you're not prepared to accept that figure, I imagine you are going to accept that thousands of civilians have died. Will you at least concede that? I don't know. I never counted them. Think about a blight that is. No, sir, I didn't count. That's it. 30,000 people. 
Are you being serious, James? Have you have you watched I, the same? I, have I you watched the same? Who, have you watched the same TV reports that me and everybody else know. is watching at the moment? I don't know how many people have died. All right. I know is, and let's not forget that even it's been revealed by Israeli media that the intelligence apparatus in Israel is currently using Gaza Health Ministry numbers in their own reports that they use. That was admitted by corporate media. And even tacitly by IDF members basically acknowledging that, yes, historically, they're pretty accurate. They just they, they always, as a matter of policy, downplay and dismiss them in the midst of it and then end up being pretty much what Israel argues at the end. Every time. And they know this. They do the same thing every time. And the same players of like the Bidens of the world and Trump's for the matter, they always toe the line. They started a war and Israel will finish it. At any cost. So they started it, right? So Hamas takes action and suddenly everyone, I mean, they can't stop showing you that they're conducting collective punishment, which is a war crime. Is that your view? At any cost and the harder, the better. So he said, yes, at any cost, the harder, the better. So there's no misunderstanding that any cost means any cost. So if that meant you're all your hostages dead and every child died dead in Palestine, he said any cost. I'm genuinely shocked by what you're saying, James. I have to be honest. I'm really shocked. Well, if, if, because if do you England, think, hang on a minute, do you think children are responsible for Hamas's actions that day? If England... Because it's a very simple question. Do you think, pal- very simple question. Do you think Palestinian children are Definitely not. Definitely not. Children are not responsible for Hamas's actions. Definitely not. We agree on that. In which case, given... The children the- are innocent. Right. Given... Th- well, okay, you can keep saying that as you murder all the more children than I've ever seen. Ultimately, we have examples of three different Israeli politicians standing up and explicitly stating that they are not innocent. You have the leader, the president, saying nobody innocent in Gaza. You've got the politician in, in response to somebody saying publicly the children are not innocent. She said that verbatim. Given the fact that a disproportionate number of children, Palestinian children, are being killed by the way in which Israel is conducting its military operation, would you not question how Israel is conducting that military operation? Israel is the most moral army in the world. They warn the civilians to go out of area. What other army does this? Yeah, again, again, amnesty proved that was wrong, right? They're lying about that. I think that was the end of it. They won. Yeah, and so here, here is truth out. Many other groups covered this. Israeli politician says, children of Gaza have brought this upon themselves. This is the kind of mindset we're dealing with. I think it, I don't think it has the, uh, the, Twitter, the tweet in there, but this was publicly covered by corporate media, by Israel. It's, that's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And to end... And here's his response, like it or don't like it, but it's a fact that the IDF has implemented more measures to protect civilians than any other. They just, you could say that all you want, bud. It's not true. It's a lie. And every human rights group that is investigated has shown that was a lie. And the fact that your very policies are fundamentally violating international law. And I mean, just because you lie about doing things to save these people, everything you're doing before you even begin to pretend those things are already violations of international law. They just don't care. And they want to call you racist for caring about people's lives. Here's what, first of all, Francesca Albanese, UN Special Rapporteur, 
So Matt Macron from France makes a statement about the greatest anti-Semitic massacre of our century, right? Even though the fact that Palestinians are more Semitic than Jews are, or specifically Israelis in this case, but that's what they would argue. The point is that there's obvious manipulation of the claim of anti-Semitic, but just taking it at face value, the argument is against Jews, which is not what Semitic means. The point is, she responds by going, no, Matt Macron, the victims of, of, of October 7th were not killed because of their Judaism, but in response to Israelis' oppression. This is what's so mind-blowing to me. Even if you want to pretend that everything Israel's doing is justified because of what Hamas did on October 7th, are you just to so dishonestly try to pretend that nothing happened before that? Not even Israel's own narrative argued that nothing happened before October 7th, but they just stated this, I guess, and far too many people were willing to pretend that. And some people who were just uninformed thought that. But in, in no world does saying that no, that they weren't killed because they were Jews, what the, the victims were killed in response to Israel's oppression. Not, yay, parade this and happy because it's a good thing. None of that. The simple static observation that they, they were responding to the obvious and illegal continued occupation and apartheid, which the international community has proven. And a response in which a UN official says Israel had it coming. Had it coming? Believes that the children and families uh, who were, by the way, slaughtered, raped, and abducted, right? So continuing the atrocity lies that everyone has proven are lies, on October 7th had it coming to them. She did not in any way say that. But what you're ultimately trying to do is hide things like this. The provable examples of your people saying that in regard to the Israeli politicians, saying they brought it upon themselves. She says that the actions were in response to oppression and people died because they were responding to the illegal oppression of their Palestinian self-determination. And she tries to make that into they had it coming because she hates Jews. Like, it's just this sickening desperation to try to repackage the most obvious and provable statements into something, contorting them into some racist monster. I, I just, and again, at it, it, one point, this held some kind of influence. It doesn't right now. Not with people who are, the only people that this has influenced to are people that are using it to manipulate. It's, it's lost. And in, in its own way, that as many honest people are pointing out, this is causing more risk to Jews than anything else going on. They are the ones creating this sentiment because the Zionist entities have always used Judaism. Bottom line, obviously Israel has been oppressing these people. Obviously what happened was in response to 75 years of brutal occupation, apartheid, murder, rape, and theft. Of course it was. Does that, that does not mean, yay, people died. It's just an obvious reality. And these people are desperate to hide this from you and to argue that everything happening is because people hate us. Well, that's exactly how Zionism is planned to use this entity, but people are beginning to see through it. So again, I think it's quite obvious that what we're dealing with here is the continual lies about things that we can prove are deceptions. It does not mean that some parts of this can't be proven. Whether Hamas built tunnels or not, I mean, I think that's a pretty obvious reality, but we can continue to prove that they've been dishonest about how it's been used, who's involved, and have laid this at the feet of anybody they want to demonize. And I think at this point, it's quite obvious, as they've stated a plan to remove UNRWA, because that's the last you know, lingering piece they need to get out of the way to achieve what they want to achieve in Gaza, and then 
all of a sudden they start manufacturing lies about this group, which we've proven are lies. And quite frankly, I think this last one is too. I think they continue to try to conflate things that are not what they say they are for the interest of getting people emotionally wrapped up to try to attack the group that is saving lives right now. Provably. Whatever you think the truth is about this, what they're doing is saving children from starving to death, and your governments are more, more interested in siding with an illegal entity who is lying and killing people in everyone's eyes in the world than continuing funding, basically doing nothing to just continue the funding that was already there, which is necessary to keep people alive, even through their own admissions, and instead they choose to pull that knowing it will kill people to continue to side with the group that everybody sees as committing genocide. I mean, that is your history. <laughs> the Blinkens and, and Bidens and everybody else supporting this. As I just, people like Eli and the rest of them, like, this will not go away. I hope this stains who they are forever because that's what they deserve. So thank you for tuning in and continuing to fight for people like this that need your support, that are being killed in real time, starving to death, and all the terrible things that are happening, you taking action, even just informing people about this, it does make a difference. Never lose sight of what the difference that you make by being a part of the movement for truth. In any sense, you see that. Maybe that's even dis disagreement with me. Trying, when I say that, I mean people who are interested at all costs to find a truth and fight for that. And sometimes we disagree on what that is. But being passionate about that with, the, with good intentions it's changing the world, guys, and it always can. But I believe right now we're truly watching something change. So keep fighting. Continue to stand up for what is right. If you want to support this platform, there all the links are down below, guys. The different ways to support us, just $1 a month on recurring will help us get there. Thank you for being here. I love you all. As always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant. Let me preface these remarks with, I never, never, ever believe Israeli figures. I've been in the government too long to know that the Israelis are patent liars. In their intelligence community, in their propaganda community, certainly, and in their leadership, they are inveterate liars. Let me say that again. They are liars. So you can't believe anything that comes out of Jerusalem. It's all propaganda. 